Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Dallas Johnson, Part 2. Enjoy. I think I think that didn't help, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not going back on Manly's performance. They, yeah. they, they touched us up. Obviously, yep. it's, it was embarrassing, embarrassing mm. for us. But um, Have you watched it back? Nah. A lot I mean, of your teammates haven't. I've never watched any of Again, never watched yeah. my game, so um, no, nah, that's one that doesn't sit real well uh, with me because you comes a lot of it comes back on uh, your personal performance as well, which is yep, yeah. I, was, I think I was pretty ordinary that day as well. So two thousand nine, the win over the years. Hesitates to go left, goes right. Cronk throws a dummy. Cooper Cronk is through. He's inside the twenty. He's got it back to Adam Blair. Blair will score. the little number seven with one game for Australia to his credit. Cooper Cronk has opened them up. Uh, what was the highlight there, mate? Because this was actually your final game for the Storm. Well, I didn't know at the time. Definitely de- right. definitely didn't know at the time. Um, yeah. Again, the bounce back. It's this, this the – once you start – um, winning, um, the the more you win, essentially, as you start winning premierships or you're up there, yeah. the, essentially, the the more players are w- worth. So yes. we it was we went through that phase where you're losing players, you're losing mm. players, losing players. Um, so and we get and that and that system, you get players in that just come and do the job. Mm. Um, and we had players that did the job, and I was. Um, still a part of that. Um, remember the 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 Hain Hain uh, Jared Hain was yeah. was absolutely on. I think he he, he, he basically the carried them their twelve last twelve games or something. Yeah. He, he carried them the the whole way and and um. Another one, I, I suppose you don't appreciate it as much because it's a nuts another yep another career. But we were we were I remember that we started well and they nearly come back to, yeah. to get us and then we um, luckily enough to get mm. get away with it. So, what the decision to walk away, mate? Uh, still young, 
still playing great footy, still doing exactly what you'd done the, the previous season, um, from my seat anyway. Yeah, I didn't essentially walk away. Um, I was actually on Europe in Europe on a, on a trip with my wife, wife now. Um, were we married then? No, we were married then. Um, we were in, in Europe travelling and then – the, the club kind of knew I, I wanted to go to France. I've always wanted to go to France yep. at, at some stage. It was a little bit earlier than I wanted to go. Um, Kevy Walters was over there. Um, had some great players that I played with over there. Yep. And, it was, and it was a club that I really wanted to go to. Anyway, um, I didn't. Yeah, didn't plan on going. I wanted to. I still had two years to go on my Melbourne, yeah. on my on my con, on my contract at Melbourne. Didn't really want to go, but I didn't want to give up this opportunity. I mightn't yep. get it again as well. Another huge factor for me was Andy was, um, and this was a really difficult one for me was was Origin. Um, when I when I made the decision to go, and one of the bigger ones to stop me as well was was the that Origin jersey, which is a, as a kid that was. Um. Again, my ultimate goal yeah, was to wear that, everything to wear that maroon mm. jersey. Um. So to go to make a decision to walk away from that once you're in. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But one of my thought processes around and this this shows I'm, I'm obviously not very smart. I thought <laughs> we'd won four straight. Either team had never done that. Yeah. We can't keep winning forever. <laughs> Yeah. Get out on top. <laughs> Get out on top. How clever was I? Was <laughs> eight or something? So yeah, it kind of bit me on the bum a little bit. But um, yes, yeah, so I had the opportunity to, to go over to France. Do you regret the decision? Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, um, would you make the same decision again, or would you delay it a couple of years? Oh, you can't. I can't think like that. I suppose, or I, I might never got the opportunity to go to France. Correct. Uh, my first daughter in France. Uh, I, I, I is that right? Yeah, she was born in. She was born in France. I, I, I love I, my time there. Was to experience that culture. I, I loved it. I, yep. I loved the footy. Was really difficult. Mm. Really difficult. But the the culture aspect, I fully embraced the uh, French culture Terrific. and uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Be back in a heartbeat. Some things are more important than footy, aren't they? Um, I wish I worked that out a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I, I think the uh, fact you walked away from a maroon jersey and a storm jersey to uh, experience something different with loved ones, I think that suggests that even all the way back then that you knew there were things more important than making tackles. Well, that was the thing. I, I think making ta- tackles, that's what I was kind of known for, but I, it was kind of – I suppose I got bogged down a little bit with that because I was just renowned for that. Yeah. And I thought I had more to my game than that. Did that get frustrating? Yeah, it did get frustrating. Oh, for Dallas me. Johnson, Alan just Tung, def- defensive just, just, beast. Just, just like, defenders. You just defenders. Hang on a minute. I also touched the ball. I thought I thought I had a bit more, bit more um, to my game than that. Anyway, when I, <laughs> it's funny how habitual I am. Yeah, how habitual I am. I, I went over there and I thought I'm going to change the way I play. I'm not happy with the way I play. I'm going to change my routine. I'm yep. going to. First two games, I played like a busted ass. <laughs> what happened? I went straight back to the way I played. Yeah, so I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, uh, you couldn't reinvent. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, um, I should have, but I, I, I didn't. I went back, fell back in the same habits. So, 
but because I knew it worked for me. That's right. And I, and I wanted, didn't want to. I was there. They they employed me. They got me over. Yeah. And I didn't want to let them down as a club either. So and they were good to me. The the the, the Catalans, so okay. Catalan Dragons. Mate, before we leave this part of your career behind, I've got to ask about 07 and 09. And the salary cap dramas. It happened. We can't change it. Um, I'll put the question to you a different way. Did the NRL sanctions and penalties in any way diminish or take the gloss off your memory of the achievements? What are you talking about? No, 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 it's a bit of a question. You um, said that with a very straight face. Yeah. um, I I, I know there's a bit of backlash about celebrating it. Celebrating the the mm. 07 09 grand final, which I was a part of, um, but for me, I, I really don't care what people think. Yep, um, it does not bother me in the in the at all. I I know I know how much hard work went into that into winning those both those premierships. Mm. You don't you don't get those from luck. Um, all those players that that came through, we didn't buy players. Mm. They were all built. They were all made. They were it was all it was all hard work and effort that went into to winning those two two premierships. Um, so if someone wants to judge us, if, if if the hierarchy at the top, if if they stuffed up in the business, that's on them. Um, from the player perspective, I didn't know people were getting kickbacks. Players don't talk about their 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 wages or what they're getting or anything like that. If and if they obviously it's something that's come out, but um yeah. Long story short, I don't I don't give a shit what people mm. think. I know how hard I worked and how hard every other player worked, everyone in that environment yeah. worked to win those premierships. Before we head to the busy streets of southern France, state of origin. A debut in 06, as you said, you played the 12th straight for an 8-4 record. What an amazing time to be a Maroon. What an amazing time to walk away from the Maroons like you did. Well, um, what a dickhead. <laughs> yes, I didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing time because four years earlier, State of Origin allegedly was dead. New South Wales were dominant. The series is under threat, no one's going to take it seriously, no one's going to watch, the sponsors are walking away, and bang. Again, some of my – I said earlier, I think, but some of my fondest memories, and got nothing to do with football, um, about football. Mm. Um, I remember when I got the call to that I got picked. I was picked in my first team. First time? First, first game. Who rang you? Can't remember that, actually. Um, who did ring me? Can't remember that part yeah. of it. Uh, who did ring me? Uh, anyway, I, I remember exactly where we were. I can remember. I can picture all that. Wow. So we were at the, I won't say the pub, but we were at a pub. Yeah. Uh, all the Melbourne Storm boys were there. Um, we we had a we had played the night before. We were having a beer. Yeah. And my old man was down. My old man was down with me, and I remember at the pub I got that. Got the call that I'd been picked, and teammates were pumped, pumped for me. So I was, yeah, that's one of the one of the happiest moments of my life. That was, yeah, that was a a really proud moment to be able to share it with your dad. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then the other another one was that with me first game at SunCorp, mum and dad on the sideline, 
um, being able to share that with them as well. That was yeah, two of me, two of me, probably most proudest moments in 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 uh, in footy. Being able to share that with them. A Herbert and boy in southern France, Dal. There's got to be a story here somewhere to to make me laugh. Surely, uh, probably the best story. I didn't show you actually. Um, Probably the best story is uh, my motor transport was a Vespa, an there old 1979 Vespa. Uh, I was over there with uh, – we had some great um, uh, Aussies over there at the same time as well and, and Clint Greenshields. Yes. I left my Vespa with him and after about six months I went, mate, I've, I've, got, to, I've got to bring it back over. So I brought it back over. Yeah. I, I shipped it and brought it back over. I've still got it. Wow. Still got it. I love it. I love it. So it nearly killed me that many times. I'm going to write a book <laughs> on it one day because it's – it's gonna. Uh, it's, it's just yeah. yeah, fantastic time over there. Got great culture. Um, Enjoyed the experience. Love the love Isn't the experience. Love the experience. Um, yeah, European summer. Once you, yeah, the, oh, yeah. It's just so casual down the south. It was just a yeah, fantastic experience. So your daughter's born there in 2010. Uh, you've got an addition to the family. Back here, you returned. Returned with the Cowboys. Did you initially think I'll go back and I'll go to Melbourne, or how did the Cowboys come about? Yeah, well, I couldn't get back to the cow uh, back to the Cowboys. Get back to Storm. Um, I think what happened. At, um, so we went. Footy was a pretty dire year in with the Catalan Dragons. Yeah. Um, we went from I went from winning the comp. With Melbourne in 09 to getting the spoon, the Super League cop, which was a pretty bitter pill to cop. I bet. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. Because um, I've always had extremely high standards yep. on myself and, and probably others around me Those as well. You, yeah. yeah, so that's it's, – and I, I thought to, your footy career is really short. Yep. Um, to get the best out of my career – um, the NRL was, was was the best place to come back yep. to, and the Cowboys opened the door, and they and I, finally you weren't too small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't too small. I think oh, I don't know to grudge that for them at all, but um, it was probably that was the best thing that ever happened to me for them. Yeah, saying I'm too small, I went to the one of the greatest cultures or clubs in the world. I would say, undeniably. Um. You'd be a different person with a different story if that didn't happen. That uh, that'd be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who would that be? I don't, don't know. But yeah. uh, 
yeah, back to the Cowboys. One of the, one of the one of the things I I wanted to, I saw with the Cowboys that they were rebuilding. Yeah, um, they at the time I think twelve or thirteen or something new. They hired new players mm. that, that come in. And we had some. They they got some good players that that knew um, knew what success looked like yeah. and what you had to do. He says Brent Tate was one. Uh, Glenn Hall was one. Yep. Uh, Ashton Sims. Um, we had some good players that that and one of the big thing for me is the Cowboys at the time and never won a comp. Yeah. I'm from North Queensland. Yeah. Uh Townsville was four hours south of, of me. But I wanted to I would have loved to win a comp and love to help them win a comp mm. um while I was there. So that was a that was attractive mm. attractive to me. Went back, unfortunately it didn't happen for me in the at the time. Um yeah. but we we made the finals each other, so we, we we improved and then they won the comp in fifteen when I so I'm hopefully I hopefully I did help in some way of of, of moving them yeah, that club forward. Beat me to it. Uh within the corridors at the Cowboys, amongst officials, players and fans, you're one of several guys that are credited with adding that little bit of polish on and off the field to the Cowboys. So you didn't get the grand final ring with them, but you were part of setting up the systems that became so successful, which is lovely. And it's home. It's North Queensland for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it was good to get back there and, I was, and I wouldn't say it was an easy time because it's a really transition phase and it was, it's, um, when you come through really successful systems and you know what professionalism looks like mm. and you know what a really successful system looks like, to going, I'm, I'm not – the Cowboys just had a long way to come yeah. to, to get there um, from a um, – definitely from a, from a uh, football side yeah. opponent um, and, and even the players, what they need to do to prepare themselves to be – to play on that, that – that, Big stage. You can't. You, you say this to, to players all the time. You, you can't do enough in in training hours with you with contact team. You need to do whatever you need to work on. You mm. need to work outside that. You don't have enough time in training to do that. You need okay. to work on yourself with it. Yep. Um, there's just not enough time. So it's extras. Whatever you need to do is in your game. Identify what you need to work on, and and you need to find to. Time to do it with someone else. Mate, on that uh, mindset, self-doubt, self-confidence, two completely opposite types of mindsets or behaviours, do you fit into either or are you one of the guys that is in the middle? Were you confident in what you did, how you did it, or did you? were you one of the doubters? Oh, definitely the. I'd probably have to say the latter. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah no, self confidence wasn't a. Is definitely not me as a as a as a person. Okay. Um, how, I think how I, I you build confidence in, and people got to work out. I suppose how you how you build confidence. Mm. I I build confidence in preparation, work ethic. And knowing what your role is, so knowing ex- extremely well what you need to do yep. in in that environment, that's that's how I I, I build confidence. So that's a, I suppose you, that's how you get 
performance confidence, I suppose, is is by doing the work, getting the work done behind you to know what you need to do. Does that apply in life as well as football, mate? Uh, for me, 100%. Does it? Um, yeah, I need to know. If I know what I'm doing and not extremely well, um, I need to know it well. I need to be well prepared. Yeah. I think that sets you up for you, places you the best to, to be in that, in that whatever you're performing and those things. So terrific that football lessons can bleed into life lessons and statements. I reckon that's great. Oh, 100%. I think um, the, the things you learn through sport um, around leadership and, and, and how, to, how to deal with people, how to get the best out of people, um, everyone, everyone ticks and thinks differently. So you've got to work out um, how, you, how they, they take mm-hmm. information, how to get the best out of them, and everyone's different. So you need to work out what's going to motivate that person the best. You gotta, but you've got to have, as an environment, you've got to have your basic fundamentals mm. that you lean on and you don't sway away from those. This is, this is the basic, basic fundamentals of, of um, um, morals or ethics or, yep. um, and you, you lean on those. I don't think they sway or waver. But you need to work out what motivates the individual the best to get the best out of them. You any good at compromising, Dal, or is, is there no such thing? I've got, a, I've got a wife. <laughs> yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you seem um, you seem to know what not what you want. You know what works for you, and you know what you've got to do on and off the field, and and that's the direction you take. And I, I think that's admirable because not everyone. I guess can be that structured or that disciplined. Um, that probably again comes back to the upbringing, mate. The only people that say nasty things about you are the blokes that you creased over the years, and there was plenty of them. Your former teammates, your coaches, your opponents have nothing but positive and glowing things to say. When you look back at uh, you know that chapter of your life, rugby league, just great way to be remembered. Really nice, really cool. I'm a bit surprised by that, to be fair, Andy. I thought it'd be just a cranky prick. <laughs> That's there a, was a few. Probably is a cranky yeah, prick. Yeah, there was here. a few. That frustrates me a little bit, but but I was I had to, I felt I had to work that hard to be. Yeah. So I, I didn't. And and at the end of the day, that's probably why I retired. I, I was um, I was burnt out mentally, yeah. mentally burnt out because I, I worked so hard. I, I I couldn't separate myself well enough. I don't think so. That's any advice for younger players is learn how to separate yourself. Okay. Um. From the game, um, get some get some feedback or help from mm. someone else. How how to separate yourself? Mm. How to separate yourself from that? I think. If you now, as a forty year old, look back on your forty shit. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a disappointing way to, as we get close to <laughs> as we get close to the end of the interview. I've had to drop your your age, yeah. mate. If you look back at your country upbringing. It was a much simpler time. You look at your footy career. Can you see the influence of mum, dad, and your siblings in terms of your values, I guess your discipline, your work ethic that started at Herberton, it's gone 
through Brisbane to Melbourne to Catalans to North Queensland. You've settled here in Brisbane, but essentially the really important things in life that you were taught in the early years in Herbiton are still here with you now, 40 years later. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's the they were the lessons. You haven't changed that, much. I, I, I don't know. I've, um, maybe not. Maybe that. Maybe that's the boring factor of me. I, I'm nah, not too sure. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm. I, I just try to be as as genuine and real yeah. as as possible. I suppose. I, I don't think there's. It depends who you talk to, I suppose. I think there's too much bullshit with me. I, no. I, I just I kind of be, I am who I am. I, 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 I follow up. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's, that's how I like to be, that can be seen. I'm, and that leads probably back to the uh, reliable factor. And I know um, I look back at the systems I – and now I look at systems, especially through sport. You, you want to know what you're going to get from someone, yeah. um, and that's so that reliability factor. I think is really really important. Um, yeah, you can have. Yeah, I think it, it's it's really important. Get the crystal ball out, mate. Um, we've mentioned that you're forty. What are you doing when you're fifty? When I'm fifty, um, it's a good question. I mean, I'm in. In business now, I have been for kind of it's since I retired. So um, I, I, I've got a kind of, of a very creative, I think I think a fairly creative mind, okay. um, and I'm always uh, chasing um, new things, and yeah. I, I get I get excited about. I've I've got a, I've got my existing business now that I've that I started from scratch, and I've got. Um, a startup now that on the go as well, which is, which is, which is pretty, pretty bloody exciting. So, right, yeah. Um, don't know if you want me to go into that or not, but uh, it's um, go for your life. You're going to be life if it's going to go get blasted everywhere. Yeah, yeah. we're using, um, we're using basically biometric finger vein technology. Your internal biometric, your vein pattern. Yeah. Um, we put that in a scanner to identify you as a person. Uh, we we store that as a we encrypt your encrypt that and store it in the cloud and we've yep. linked that with a payment method. So all you need to do is put your finger in a scanner to pay for a product. Wow. Yeah. So that's um that's taken up the last couple of years of my life to tr- getting that off the ground. We've done a done a pilot and we're about to another pilot in um, remote communities across Australia, which is. Uh, which are extremely underbanked, basically yeah. in in remote communities, they go through uh, stats say four to six cards per person per year. So whether they're lost, stolen, shared, it leaves them extremely vulnerable to pay yep. for the general product at the store. So our um, objective really is to give that um, that financial inclusion and, and equal access to, mm-hmm. to to pay for a general product. So that's our first market we wanna we wanna service. As an individual fingerprint part, no part. vein, vein. So people think vein. It's 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 a print. It's vein. So it's a, it's a really accurate internal biometric. So it can't be copied or traced. Wow. So, so the, the security levels, amazing. Amazing. Yep. Most accurate biometric. Um, Is that a D Johnson idea? 
Nah. <laughs> it was a few involved. Oh, oh what is it? Nah, it's, it's, I've got a business partner involved in it as well. It's, it's um, yeah, the tech's been around for, for a little while. Yeah. Um, the tech is just not used for payments. So we've linked that with a payment method so, to get it off the ground. So it's got, um, wow. yeah, basically it's got near endless use cases being that all you need to do, it, it, if you need to verify the identity of a person, um, we're the perfect solution. Exciting times ahead, mate. Mm. 222 NRL games, two grand final rings, 12 state of origins, Green and gold jersey as well. I love the way you played. I love the way you conducted yourself. It has been a few years, but always great catching up. Dallas Johnson, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 